Yo, I'm Shay Serrano. And I'm Brandon Jinx Jenkins. We have a new show called No Skips with Jinx and Shay. In it, we discuss the most unskippable albums in hip-hop history. New episodes drop on Thursdays, only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. Gross Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. The king of sad stop. The Silver Lake heartthrob. It's Trey Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. This is your real WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. Zach Linder. Dan Black, a.k.a. the Goofaraja. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening, you're listening to this. You're listening to, you're listening to and you are listening to the you're listening, you're, listening, you're, listening, you're listening to the Masked Man Show. 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 Welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. This is a uh not quite an emergency pod situation, but man, yesterday was a crazy day in the world of professional wrestling. We're going to talk about double or nothing and, you know, some regular wrestling stuff as we get through this. But the big news this week is that yesterday it was uh, news came out that WWE had another round of roster cuts and it was a wild one. Braun Strowman, gone. Aleister Black, gone. Lana, Murphy, Ruby Riot, Santana Garrett, uh, I don't even know where to start with this one. There, there is a there. I mean, it's, it, we got to say up top, this led to a lot of speculation that like Vince is looking to sell the company. I don't. We're, we'll talk about that more. I don't. I don't know. If there's anything there, but like the reaction was pretty. People were were, were shocked, shocked by this. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's weird. Um, I don't know what to say. I I, I usually have a little bit of context. Um, as far as like roster cuts go, I've, I've been there for them. I've been part of them. I've seen them happen live. Usually you could kind of, you kind of smell when they're coming, but this kind of took me back a little bit, especially considering all the folks that are not just currently on TV, but big parts of, you know, what makes the brand, uh, you know, sellable braun Strowman probably the most surprising of them all uh it didn't seem like it was something that he 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 asked for and you can kind of tell when it's when somebody you know is, is ready to kind of move on and do other stuff if you listen to anything that braun Strowman has said as far as like interviews are concerned he kind of seemed like a wwe lifer kind of seemed like that's what he wanted to do um never really spoke too highly about 
other promotions or independents or anything like that. So I never, I don't think it's something where he wants to go somewhere else and 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 hone his craft. No. I think you know that's that's what's kind of a little bit more shocking about it. Um, I don't know if 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 they're selling. I that I wouldn't know any of that. Um, but it is re- it was definitely one of the more shocking layoffs uh i've ever seen i don't know what's going on i don't know what's going on i i feel like that these guys are uh you know it's 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 a mismanagement of great talent it's a mismanagement of you know uh it's unfortunate because at the end of the day we you know a lot of people go online and get on twitter and get on social media and be like oh this guy's this this guy's that and you know they kind of fantasy football it and forget that these are actual people with lives and families and yeah. all this other stuff so it's just like i don't know what's going on man but it doesn't smell great if i had to if i had to guess it doesn't smell great some of these people ask for their releases at various times or whatever, but this is but it, it comes as a shock. We can see it's coming as a shock to them. We can see that on Twitter and and you know, ever since Mick Foley retired and started writing books, we've all you know, and even before that, we've all heard stories about wrestlers knowing how to you know being told to manage their money because the end can come at any point. But still, man, I mean, come on, it doesn't matter if you've like planned for this eventuality from the very beginning. It's still a shock. It's still a financial hardship it's still it's you know and it's a it's an emotional and all kinds of other ones too i mean it's this is a this is nope you shouldn't wish this on anybody but i and i'm gonna i'm gonna put a pin in the the selling the company talk to the end of this because there's so much more i want to say but the the braun Strowman thing you you said you you saw him as a wwe lifer and that's true and that's kind of think what i think is one of the most shocking things about that release because he is a by almost any definition he is like the ideal WWE guy right i mean he came he d- he came up through the WWE system they made him into what he is right and he at various points has been extremely over and when he's not at the top of the card being over he's like holding down a spot wrestling with little kids in a little kid tag team at WrestleMania or like doing the freak show stuff the celebrity stuff i mean he can do almost anything. If there's any, if, if there's any drawback to him, I mean, listen, he wasn't like a, a five star performer at any time. I'm not trying to say he's perfect, but if there's any, but like he did what he he filled the role, right? He filled the need, and and if there's any drawback to him, it's that he did sort of have a little bit of that, the same kind of thing that the Big Show had, where it's like as it it he loses a little bit of luster he, it, as a, as a spectacle. You lose a little bit of luster as a week in week out performer, you know. But but if anybody could have pulled that off, it's Braun. Now there's a lot of talk about his salary. He was making two or three two or three million dollars a year, which he probably signed at the peak of his you know popularity. But still, I, I, I'm guessing there wasn't any talk of a renegotiation or anything like that. And even if there was, you know, it's it's just heartbreaking that these guys sign con- contracts that end up not meaning much. You know, as soon as they're the, their their own value goes down, but he I mean he's an asset. I don't see how you can look at him as anything else but like a huge asset for the company. Maybe they missed the moment with him to push him to the moon. Maybe they maybe that that moment was never going to come. It doesn't matter. He's still a huge asset to the company. Yeah, uh, I'm a little shocked. I'm still a little shocked. It's 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 one of those things where from all over the company, right? Like let's kind of rewind back to earlier in the year where you know. On on the surface, you can look at yesterday's cuts and be like, oh my gosh, come on, WWE, they just got a couple billion dollars, they're not selling, they're good. But then you're just like, all right, Daniel Bryan, Samoa Joe, The Iconics, Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, Ruby Riot, 
Um, and that's just off the top of my head. Um, those are people that were either part of WrestleMania or big parts of WrestleMania or big parts of that company. And um, granted, it is they I, they do have some great talent. They have some great people that are going to continue to carry that company. But it is it is a little it's a little disheartening. It's like, well, what is what is really going on here? Because you know, when you when you look on the scope of what's going on with WWE, yes, there's high points. Yes, WrestleMania high point. Yes, um, the the representation right now high point. Um, but we got to call a spade a spade. The ratings are down. You know, um, talk to people. Uh, you know, morale is down. Um, you know, it's 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 a crazy time right now over there. Um, from what I can gather, I mean, I don't know anything in specifics, but I I, I can't imagine it being a, a, a great situation right now. Um, unless, and, and even if you are a super established dude like Braun Strowman being let go, lets you know, like, yo, anybody could get it. I feel like we're going to find out more as the days go on, as the weeks go on about, uh, you know, just the health of that company and and what's going on with with talent. Um, but I'm just shocked. I'm a little I'm I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Like, yeah, I, I, you know, you well, just had Alistair Black close debut. out your, your your show on Fox. And now you got to explain why this guy isn't here. It's yeah. I mean, I think that this is, that that's that's where a lot of the the speculation and and confusion and everything comes from. I mean, obviously, you look at Buddy Murphy. Um, there, I think there have been rumors that he'd asked for his release. You know, Alistair Black obviously had a lot of there. There was something going on over the past year, and his wife was released and everything else. When I first started hearing these names, I was just like, well, maybe they decided they needed to cut X number of dollars or X number of people. And they just said, okay, everybody that's like halfway asked for release over the past year is going to get it. We're, we'll just let them go. And, but that doesn't really, that doesn't make sense for Braun. I mean, although you could, you know, imagine that it happened. It's one of his like lower moments. Um, and it just, but it just doesn't make sense in general. I mean, clearly they, they decided to cut people without a plan in place because like you said, they, they debuted Alistair Black and sort of his new persona, his, his big return happened on Friday night. And now one of the, and now one of your top, two or three guys on SmackDown, Big E doesn't have a dance partner, right? I mean, they, they like Aleister Black just cost him the title, the, the IC title, and now he's gone. So I don't know. I mean, you know, obviously they can fix that in five seconds, but just how how weird is that? Now, I've heard some, you know, very, some reports from backstage that shed a little bit of light on that that I don't want to go into too much detail because they're not sourced. But like, even if they decided... I mean, even if there's some logical reason to at least to WWE why they decided to cut Aleister Black or why they just had to cut people or whatever it was after, it just doesn't, like, it's it's just shocking that you wouldn't say, hey, finish out this program or, like, you know, take a dive. You just do something, you know? I mean, it's it just seems so hard to rationalize. And before we get into the sale thing, I, I, was, I saw some stuff online when people were being a little bit dismissive of some of the other cuts. Um, I mean, Aleister Black was... Everybody knows who Braun Strowman is, and you you can have your opinion of him. But Aleister Black was a, a, a can't miss talent, right? I mean, the, you, the the moment that he showed up in NXT, and and honestly, for the the year or two before him wrestling as Tommy, and kind of got his look together and his routine. I mean, it was just so clear that this guy could be a WWE 
superstar. I mean, just like, you know, whether or not he's the next Undertaker, he was going to be like the kind of spooky guy for WWE for a decade. I mean, he could have done so much for them. There's so many people. I mean, there's there's nobody like him, and there's so few people you can say that about. Um, Lana, you know, they ha- they hung on to, even if they after they released her husband, you'd think there was something there. Ruby Riot uh, and Buddy Murphy are two of the best workers on the roster, and the fact that they didn't get opportunities to you know, climb the ladder. Well, that's, I mean, you can't be too shocked about that, but the fact that they're also just letting him go. I mean, listen, we're going to be talking about Buddy Murphy and Ruby or Heidi Lovelace or whatever, you know, over the next calendar year being some of the best wrestlers in the world, wherever they, wherever they end up. So it's just, all of it is just unsettling. It's shocking. It's really weird. And then there's this sales stuff. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, on 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 the flip side, I, I mean, if if you know, this is the positive wrestling podcast. So let's let's. I'd love to flip it on the side. The one thing WWE had for a long time was an embarrassment of wealth when it came to women came to women talent, and the one thing AEW really needed was some new women talent. And after Double or Nothing, after crowning Britt Baker as you know the champion, there's a lot of great talent out there that, you know are going to find some great places to work. You got Thea Trinidad, Heidi Lovelace, um, the Iconics, um, Lana. I mean, you know, uh, say what you want about her. Her and her and Miro are a money act. You know, like that's, <laughs> I'm sure that's that's a pretty much a layup. Um, there, there are some good things going on uh, for them. There, there, there won't, there's not a, they won't be starving for work is I guess what the good thing is as far as the women are concerned, but I'm who knows? I I really don't know what's going to go on, man. Well, I I mean, if I had to make some predictions just based on absolutely nothing, I think you're right that Lana probably might have a cup of coffee in AEW. Although this might be the moment where, you know, her husband's making good money. Maybe this is a moment where she tries to do the Hollywood thing with a little bit more focus. I think bronze. I, I mean, if I had to predict, that's what I would see in Braun's future too. I mean, I think he's he's been low key targeting Hollywood since he stepped stepped foot in WWE, and and that would make a lot more sense. I mean, of course, he could go to New Japan and make a million bucks in a year without trying too hard. You know, I mean, it's he's he's a he is a impressive specimen to say the least. Um, Alistair Black, if he doesn't end up in AEW, be, only because I think he's the highest upside guy and he's worked with a bunch of AEW's roster guys already and whatever else. I mean, it, it would be shocking to me if Tony Khan didn't make a big offer to Alistair Black or Tommy oh, Hinn, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Buddy Murphy will be could go anywhere. He could be he could be Ring of Honor champion in six months. He could be on Impact tearing stuff up. He could obviously work in Japan. Um and then he'd be a great fit in AEW too. I mean, he's just, he's one of the most elite workers in the world. The only knock on him is that he borrowed so much stuff from Kenny Omega and some other guys <laughs> in Japan. But like, but, I used to call him Buddy Omega back in no, the day. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but here's the thing you would, it's not that he did it. It's that the other, everybody else in the roster, you know, there's a handful of people that borrowed too, Seth Rollins amongst them, but everybody else in the roster is nuts for not doing it. Right. I mean, it's like there is this giant, 
like storage unit full of cool wrestling moves and ideas. And we're just going to pretend they don't exist because because somebody's doing them at the competition. It's like, no, this guy's innovating. Like, let's borrow some stuff, man. Nobody, like, you know, if you didn't, if, if basketball players didn't borrow from each other, the slam dunk contest would still be boring as hell. You know, like yeah. you got to, they got to build off what's happened before. You got to, you got to take, you got to take what's new and and remix it. So, yep. um, so anyway, you know, but, wrong with that. but the sale thing, I, I just want to talk about the sale thing for a minute. Okay. I understand the logic there. The logic there is really sound, right? That you kind of like. You 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 want to cut some salary. You want to cut some numbers. Kind of really streamline the operation before you make your official. You know, you know, you, you reveal your books or whatever. And Frank and listen, I said from the moment they started this like the, the the Twitch controversy, however long ago that was, that was the moment where I was like, this feels like setting up for a sale. So I'm not I'm not a naysayer to this concept. But that said, I don't think that listen, whatever's happening right now whether it's gearing for a sale or not, what we're seeing is the influence of a new executive team. They just signed Jamie Horowitz to a deal uh, l- last week, uh, who's a huge name in sports. If you, if you don't know his name, Google him. Um, Connor Shell's on the advisory board. Uh, and But Nick Khan is obviously the, you know, the big power player back there. Whatever is happening now, and so I'll use Nick Khan as like, the broad strokes name. I don't have any details about what he's doing, but like whatever we're seeing right now is evidence of the power that Nick Khan has, like that no one before him has had in this role. So yes, maybe he's geared, maybe he's been instructed, let's gear up for a sale. And he's making these like moves to make this happen. And maybe he's just being, maybe he's just like, I'm in charge of the ship now and I'm going to run a more streamlined operation. And this is because this is the way I want to do things. I want to show, I want to have a bottom line that reflects my power over this company, et cetera. There could be a lot of things going on now. And also this is the first time there's been rumors of WWE being sold. I think for a it's happened before it's been, it's been reported as being on the table before and it's never happened. And I think this is again, pure speculation. It sure has felt to me in the past, like, Vince McMahon is more interested in knowing what he could sell the company for than actually selling the company. I think that he's, I think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of satisfaction that comes with seeing a couple of digits before the billion, uh, when you're thinking about your legacy, right? When you're going out to meet your other rich friends, you're just like, Oh, by the way, I got an offer for however many billions right now. Uh, that it's, it's, a, it, I, there's, there's definitely some, some abstract value in that. So who knows? I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if NBCU was like, well, we're already, you know, into these guys for however much money. It's just like, we could just keep that money and, you know, pay 8X or something and get the whole company. I mean, it's, that yeah, wouldn't I mean, shock if you me. Look at, if you look at all of their, all the, all the headlines, um, WWE has been saying that, or the representatives have been saying that they want to turn it into a Marvel type property, right? Like, and, and expand that. And the only way you can expand that is, you know, acquisitions, and and you know, so it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me, it wouldn't shock me in the next couple of months or the next several months, WWE gets sold to like Disney or something, or gets sold to like, you know, any of these any of these huge huge mega conglomerates. I mean, um, the answer. I mean, the, the the reason why WWE's on Peacock now. Well, there's a lot of reasons that went into it, but at the end of the day, it's because NBCU just just set a number. The WWE was comfortable with, right? I mean, yeah. like if they, I don't think that would have happened if they had just lowballed them forever. It's not like WWE was desperate to this, and it's the same thing. They're not; they're probably not desperate to sell right now. They're never going to be desperate to sell. It's but if somebody walks up and says one trillion dollars, 
you know, they're going to have to take that really seriously. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. not a real number. I'm just saying there is like an astronomical number. You always got to take seriously, man. Absolutely. Go, go watch Indecent Proposal. It's a, it's a good movie from my childhood. What do you think WWE goes for? Oh, I, 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 just, I have just no guess. idea. Just, just I have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, yeah. I, honestly, I, I just, I couldn't even fathom it, man. I mean, when, when companies get sold, especially because something that can be viewed as like a, uh, an IP company, borderline tech company although a lot of that kind of went by the wayside with the peacock deal um it's not it's not a standard like 2x or 4x it could be i mean it could just be it, it could seriously be in the i mean i don't think we're talking like a hundred billion dollars but it wouldn't be but it would definitely be like a digit below that i mean it's 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 a lot a lot a lot of money now um but but then I mean that's there's a lot of range. I just have no idea. A lot of people are smarter than me on this stuff. Um, yeah, I, I think that it's an interesting subplot to what's going on, and we all love to know the backstage stuff. And um, Brandon Thurston, uh, who tweets about wrestling and economics, and has a podcast too. He's a really smart dude. He has a nice thread about why he actually doesn't think they're gonna that they're, you know, they're going to sell. There's a lot of very rational reasons for why this stuff would be happening. Rational meaning like straightforward AB business decisions as to why these sort of cuts would be taking place. Um, they're about to go on the road again. You know, this is, they had the, the Peacock deals in place. That explained a lot of the the the, the front, you know, the, the office cuts that happened recently. Um, it's a time to reset, you know, it's a time to, you know, and they, and they were also, they were also frankly hoarding talent, you know, people yeah. complained about all the contracts they were signing, all the people they were keeping away. They don't have enough TV time for a quarter of their signed performers. So maybe this is finally them adjusting to that reality, even though they didn't in the past, you know, they, it didn't, it didn't work. It didn't succeed in defeating AEW in its, in its cradle to sign all these people. Um, and so now, now maybe they're just letting it sort of adjust back to 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 whatever the the normal state of affairs would be. I, I don't know. There's just too much going on here for anybody to know. And if you look at anything and you say this is evidence they're about to sell, well, there's evidence in the other direction too. We're just so used to the status quo that anything that shocks us makes us think that something nutty is about to happen. But who knows? I I would not be shocked uh, in either direction. I will say it is speaking about the hoarding talent thing. It is crazy to think that WWE, this is not a knock on Kenny Omega, the Bucks, or Cody, but I, WWE has straight up released more talent in 2021 than AEW started with. <laughs> <laughs> if there was somebody who wanted, to, I mean, it's, we keep talking about Tony Khan. I mean, if there was like another billionaire hanging around, you could build a major, major wrestling oh, yeah. empire based on the people who are out there as free agents right now. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's the thing, man. The one thing uh that is good about these releases is that the world is opening up and if anybody that was starving in the wrestling world while WWE and I guess AEW are thriving is uh the indies. There's no like indie like megastar right now. I mean, mm -hmm. there's some guys that I really like. There's some guys that like I think are dope and and could be you know, uh, impact players in the next several years, but there's nobody out there in the indies, or and and quite frankly, like you know, AEW snatched them up, WWE snatched them up. Like there's not, and there was a whole pandemic. It was it wasn't really, uh, you know, conducive to have a successful independent wrestling organization right now. And I think now is the best time 
to, you know, reignite that. I mean, people are getting back out into the world. There's going to be a lot more shows. The summer's about to kick off. There's going to be a whole bunch of, you know, uh, there's, there's, there's a wealth of talent in the streets just walking around. You can create a, a, a phenomenal wrestling show with half of the talent that's been released in the past like two months, you know, like you got main eventers, women stars, people with a lot of potential, um, people that just needed great dance partners. I mean, like Andrade is out there. Buddy Murphy's out there. Uh, Alistair Black slash Tommy End is out there. Braun Strowman's out there. Samoa Joe's out there. Um, I'll, I'll go watch that independent show. I'll go. I'll go to PWG and watch that. I was about to say, I, 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 if Braun, I mean, if Braun Strowman popped up at Battle of Los Angeles, I would just go so nuts, man. I mean, I like, think the I, fact, I think the fact that he's been so low key anti indies would make him the biggest indie star <laughs> if he if he so chose. Like, I think he would command a ton of money. I think if he leaned into the fact that like the indies suck and I'm this rich, you know, uh, superstar. I think he'd be the most overdue on the independence, just going into companies everywhere and just mauling people, all your favorites. And, I, you know, I don't know if he'd do it. I personally think Braun has, and I've always thought this, I've always thought Braun had a, a, a great future in acting and Hollywood and movies mm -hmm. and, and, and voice work. I mean, yeah. Like, I think he's, I think he's just a talent there. Um, but if he so chose to continue on his wrestling, wrestling path, I think he'd be, I think he should go as the indie killer and just go and just destroy no, everyone's so favorites until he, until he, you know, he shows up in AEW as like this, you know, the real monster among, monster among, uh, you know, midget men, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, good. I'm glad that you ended that on a, on an AEW killing note. That was good. That's very par for the course. People, people might've forgotten what podcast they were listening to. Come um, on, man. Is it a podcast? Is it a, is it a mass man show? If you don't have a little AEW jokes here and there, of course. Nah, I'm, I'm sure it's not. You know what the funny thing is the other, the other big news this week that would have been that would have led the show if that hadn't happened. So WWE, get your timing together for coverage on the Masked Man show. Was this rumor that WWE was in talks with New Japan to become their exclusive North American partner? Now there was later reports that these there were discussions between Tony Khan and New Japan. I'm sorry, Nick Khan and New Japan, but but that they were mostly about letting Dan, getting Daniel Bryan to work, like being able to get some New Japan dates on Daniel Bryan's WWE contract. Um, as he where he's negotiations right now, regardless, and I did not give anybody this idea, but I did say on this show when they signed the Peacock deal, they should just take a chunk of that check and mail it to New Japan and just be like, let this be our holding note, let this be our down payment. If you ever want to sign an exclusive deal in the U.S., uh, you know we got dibs. Um, but regardless, man, I mean that I, we don't even have time to talk about fantasy booking, all that stuff. That could be really huge. It also shows a lot of commitment to Daniel Bryan. You know, I mean, it's, it's not, this isn't the first time these sort of ideas been floated. Remember when, when Brody Lee, uh, Luke Harper was, was asking to leave WWE. I think he, he said that triple H had said like, we can get you new Japan dates or we'll make that happen for you or something. Obviously it didn't happen, but, um, you know, this idea has been out there, but it's, if, if it's a fee, if it's a possibility, that's a, you know, it's a huge deal. Is that what the big the big play is? Like maybe it's not WWE about to sell. Maybe it's like, hey, we're about to buy New Japan. <laughs> well, they've been trying to, but they've been trying to set up shop in Japan for a long time, and have had a lot of trouble with it. And I think the COVID was kind of a the final like you know roadblock. They just they there was anyway. They've had a lot of issues over the years trying to set up shop there. Their NXT Japan has been yeah, a going there was, concern. There was rumors about NXT Japan for a while. Yeah, I remember that. 
that wouldn't, you know, what you hear about New Japan is that it, it's probably not ever going to be for sale per se. But you know, there there is a certain logic to this. Um, so who knows? Yeah. I mean, and that's what I'm talking about. When everyone's like, all the signs point to WWE selling, it's like, maybe all the signs are just pointing to something else we're not talking about. Maybe all the signs are pointing to like, we need to shore up our finances so that we can buy a new house. Like that happens in real <laughs> life, right? They're not going to buy a new house, but they're, you know, they have, they're a publicly traded company. And if they're going to write a check to somebody for a hundred million dollars, they got to be able to, and that's a made up number. Mm. <laughs> they They have to have some, you know, they, they might have to show some some cuts in other places. Listen, to if somebody it. is willing to pay a hundred billion dollars for the WWE and Vince doesn't sell, he'll he'll frisbee w, the WWE papers to whoever's gonna fly a hundred billion dollars for that. But this this is what's kind of nutty to me is that people will say with a straight face, Vince is coming near the end and he's definitely gonna sell the company before he and this is not an insightful thing. People tweet, you know, random whatever. He's definitely gonna sell before he dies, right? I mean, that would just that makes logical sense. It's like, no, that makes that also makes totally crazy sense, right? Like, like, why would you need the money if you've got a year to go or whatever, whatever you decided, you know? It's like first of all, he doesn't need any money. He's got all the money he needs, any human needs, but like, like, unless his kids and Triple H have just said, we want nothing to do with wrestling. Get rid of this. Let us pocket the money and <laughs> we're going to move to an island or buy an island or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't, it doesn't, it, 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 I don't know. It, it would be kind of shocking, but who knows? Anything's possible. Anything's possible. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Um, Do you want to talk about Double or Nothing since that happened also? That did happen. Yes. Let's talk about it. Double or Nothing. We're back uh, in the world of AEW. 
and the world of live crowds. Oh, and I have a very important uh, PSA. This is not a joke. This is really serious stuff. Uh, COVID-19 vaccines are starting to become available to the general public. They're basically everybody that I know can just go grab one if you yeah. want one. Uh, and getting vaccinated is the first step to getting us all back on track to doing all the stuff that we missed from before. Um, going to wrestling shows is like the only example you need, but I've said a million times how what I miss is going to LA to see my friends that I work with, going to wrestling shows, hanging out with nerds, going to the bar, just nerding out about wrestling. Like this is the stuff that we miss more than anything. Vaccines are not going to change everything overnight, but it's really important that you go get yours so you can have your personal moments with your family, your big moments with your friends, all this kind of stuff and help make our society and our world a better place. Uh, as the vaccines become more and more available, they're available now. We're, you know, my 12 year old's getting a vaccine. Yeah. And there are some side effects like seeing your friends again and being around <laughs> people you like and enjoying live shows. Like you lose some, the biggest some pretty excuse. big side effects. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's okay to have questions about it. Definitely. Is it safe? Should I wait? Should I get it now? Whatever. But there's a lot of those answers that are available for you. Um, you can go to getvaccineanswers.org and uh, make an informed decision. Um, or you can just be cool and, uh, and, and you know, make decisions to start getting out in the world again. Um, but yeah, check that out. So AW had a live crowd again. Yes, they did. Uh, which, you know, there's a lot of vaccinated people. A lot of a lot of hubbub in your world about the Knicks having like an anti-vax seating section or whatever. Uh, I don't think I don't think we're there, but thank God. Yeah, the plan the plan was if <laughs> unfortunately they won, uh, the Hawks won. But the plan was for the next round was to just sell tickets to only vaccinated fans. I don't think they were going to have a vaccinated unvaccinated section uh, uh, back in the garden. Uh, but it did look pretty weird. It did look pretty weird. Um, having one section of like socially distanced folks and the other whole section that's just like having a blast. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, Double or Nothing was a very good show. It was a very good show. Um, I think the the match that I, you know, and I've, I've been singing her praises for a long time. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Britt Baker, bro. Like, I think she is... Um, you know, and and, and I don't want to call her a big fish in a small pond. I don't want to call them a small pond. I do think AEW has definitely greatly improved their women's division since they've started. That was definitely something that they were lacking when they first um, uh, began. But the slow burn that they finally got to Brit and making her, you know, the champion um, was really well done. Um, I, and, and it really, again, you mentioned the crowds being there. The one unforeseen caveat I've 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 noticed about you know the 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 you know people coming back in is really realizing who's truly over and who isn't. And granted, everyone's happy to be back and they're, they're going to be you know having fun regardless. But Britt Baker is over like Rover, dude. Like she is you know out of everybody on that on that roster, I would say she's like top three. Maybe top two most popular performers on that, and with good reason, man. She she could she could work her ass off. She has a great gimmick. She has a great look. Uh, incredible finishing move, like the whole dentist thing, and like the the homage to Mick Foley and the mandible claws and all that type of stuff. Like it's it all just works. Like some people, it takes a while for it to all kind of click, and you could tell it's all kind of clicking with her now. Um, but when it does, it's so fun to watch. And, um, 
I know he's talked about a lot of releases lately uh, in the WWE, in WWE, and just you know everywhere. And I'm really, really, uh, I'm really interested in seeing who steps up and 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 kind of elevates that that division. Now, I mean, you know, you got your, your your top gun holding the title, and the title only means as much as the people that you could defend it against and who you could, you know. Uh, have great work with. So um, I'm really excited to see, you know, the the women of AEW kind of step up and, and elevate that division. I'm excited to see if, you know, Tony Khan kind of plucks a few folks to really um, establish that women's division and, and put some real time in it. You got a bunch of shows coming in 2022. You got on TBS, you got a lot of hours to fill. You know, there's no excuse now. I mean, I, I, you know, I could have, I, I, I rolled with it in the beginning when it was just like, you know, there's, there's only so many segments on a two-hour show. You, you can't have, like, you know, you can't build everything out. Uh, but that excuse is going to be coming to an end soon because, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot more TV time to go around. So, and, and you got a top star that you want to milk. Because, like I said last week, if I'm anybody in WWE, the one person I'm looking at at AEW that I want to snatch up and give the money to and really turn it up with is Britt Baker. So I would keep her as happy as possible because I know I'm not the only one thinking this. She's the person you want to snatch up and bring to WWE if if you get the chance to because she's a star. That's true. I was looking at the rankings, AEW rankings, which, you know, mileage may vary. Uh, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I was looking at the women's division with Britt Baker on top, and you know, Thunder Rosa uh, is just a huge talent, and you know, she's the number one contender right now. Ty Conti is number two, um, and Sheeta dropped down to number four. Nyla Rose is three, and the but Layla Harsh, the, the but the, like the five spot in the rankings in AEW is always just sort of, you know, it's it, it's not like a top flight person, and we're talking. That's it. We're talking about five people or six performers right it would make all the sense in the world for them to sign some people and this would be actually a great moment for a shocking appearance you know for like a you know someone debuting and sort of getting right into the main event scene um and again rankings be damned yes but you know i I could i I could totally see that happening Britt baker's fantastic and you're right i agree with everything you said she defies i mean listen we don't get to see people evolve in the way that she's that she's evolved on AEW television very often sometimes on NXT but usually they're working them up through you know the performance center usually they're frankly not as raw as Britt Baker was when AEW started when we see him on even on NXT sometimes and it's been really amazing to watch her grow it's like all she needed was the reps and she's just exploded I mean she's she was, whew, I mean, really, really good at being a professional wrestler. Also, she's like defies all of my preconceived notions about that. <laughs> like, if you told me that someone was a real life dentist and they're going to work that low key, like into their character, we're going to talk about it and do vignettes about it. But like, it's not going to be like, she's not a dentist gimmick. Like, I would have just been like, yo, go, go figure this out. Go workshop this for another couple of days before you come back to me. But she's makes everything work. It's really, really cool. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see her up on top. Um, there are a lot of highlights of this show. I mean, a lot of uh, Sting took his shirt off, did a giant splash, like suicide dive or, you know, dive onto, onto Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. The rumors where he got like a huge pop in the locker room because he performed so well. Dude, Sting comes into your locker room after a match. He's getting a huge pop, even if it was bad, but like (laughs) it was, I mean, it was fun. It was fun to see him go. 
I'm not saying I didn't think he had that in him, but you know, I didn't exactly think he had that in him. I mean, it was a really fun match. And yeah, you know, take it off the shirt, pop of the night. Right, they let the guns go. Sixty was he sixty two years old? Sixty something? Mm-hmm. My gosh, I got God bless him, dude. God bless him. God bless Jesus, and God bless <laughs> whatever workout regimens thing is, is is has worked on to to keep himself to get him back into the ring. Because it's so funny uh, when we talk about people get like like looking good and losing and like you know just in general you know building stars or whatever if you go through just this one night and look at the people who are moreover in a better position to be mega stars than they were when the night began it is like every freaking match man i mean it is like like darby allen ethan page scorpio sky i mean maybe, maybe you consider darby allen already like you know crowned or whatever but like it, you know darby allen it got this huge look, huge spot being next to Sting. Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky getting beat up by them. They're 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 much bigger stars than they were before. Jungle Boy wins the battle royal, like and the crowd just goes bonkers for this guy. And and you can tell AEW sees it. Uh, Miro's looking good. Uh, Hangman Page obviously is is on the on the precipice, right? Brian Cage looks way better after that match than he did before the match. Like we're all into this guy. Uh, I mean, who else? I mean, we can keep going down the card. We talked about Britt Baker. I mean, I think Sheeta, this is going to put a whole new, you know, layer under her character, but we don't know that at this moment, but I think there's a huge potential. And like, look at the main event. Pac is everything that we thought Pac was. Kenny Omega, everything that we thought he was. If you weren't convinced that Orange Cassidy could be AEW champion before this match, and I do not fault you for having that opinion. I share it sometimes. Man, that match told me everything I needed to know about him and about the company's opinion of him. Um, it is a, it is a, it is an amazing thing to watch that guy go and, and watch the way the crowd and the other wrestlers react to him. I mean, it's, it's, it's really cool. So just kudos to AEW for putting on a show that, I mean, great show. You could great put, show. this wasn't a, this wasn't their WrestleMania, you know I mean? There wasn't going to be like a epic moment at the top of the card that just shifted everything. Not that WrestleMania does that either, but you, you understand what I'm saying, but it's, um, it, but like, match what is their WrestleMania? Is it all in? <laughs> or is it is it double or nothing? Like, I, I, what what is there? I don't know. I, I, I was uh, all out or all in. Like, well, I just I just think it'd be impossible. I mean, yes, I think I would say all in, but whatever. But like, it's but I think that uh, I just think in general because of everything that's going on with the Kenny Omega storyline overall, we know that there is a endpoint to the storyline that is not that was not on Sunday, right? I mean, we knew that that wasn't going to be. We said there were a lot of foregone conclusions on this card and we did our picks and except for the inner circle beating the pinnacle and that was a really fun match too we were pretty i think we were on target for everything we went back and forth on cody Rhodes a little bit i think but i mean did we miss anything else yeah i thought i thought cody was taking the l here uh but pff, silly me <laughs> cody won. but yeah. yeah i mean so as far as that match full i mean a card full of foregone conclusions go i can't imagine a better show i can't imagine it being any better um, it was really, really good and it was fun. And it was like every match was just something to get excited about, man. I mean, it's just really, they, they, they're very good at booking pay-per-views and that's obviously a big weak spot for the comp, for their competition, you know? So, um, speaking of pay-per-views and we can, well, we can, I guess we have to skip right over. We don't have that much time left. Um, we know for a fact that Drew McIntyre is going to be facing Bobby Lashley at Hell in a Cell. Now, we said early on that this was like the only version of a Raw match that might be able to justify the Cell itself, and it hasn't been announced that it's going to be in one. 
But, you know, it's crazy when you think, when you look at AEW giving all these get people, putting all these people in position to be headliners in the company. When you look at the people that WWE is releasing and we're just getting, you know, Drew versus Bobby round 100 um, at a pay-per-view, it's, yeah. I'm excited to see him go, especially if it's in a cell, but that's that's not it's, it's tough to get too too excited about it, especially with the Kofi tease over the past month. Yeah, don't don't te- don't don't cock tease me with another Kofi run. That's not fun. That's not fair. Um, I don't know. I think I, I don't think I don't think it's so much of a tease. I, I it, 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 it's the important caveat that um this is the last uh Last pay-per-view before WWE is back in full crowds. I think this is the the swan song of the Thunderdome, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. So there's a lot of things to kind of look into with that. It's like, okay, well, are they going to uh, uh, put the title back on Drew because they know, you know, they want they want Drew to kind of sell these tickets? Do they want to save it for a crowd reaction? Do they want to, you know? Uh, do they want to save another Kofi run for a crowd reaction? Like, is there's a lot of things over there that uh, you know you, you could kind of look into, um, but you know the Thunderdome for everything that has has gone on in, in the past year and change uh, served its purpose, and uh, now the real fun begins. I feel like after Hell in a Cell, we're really gonna get a true idea of you know these these guys that were essentially made in the quarantine. Like, Drew, you kind of know what you got with Drew, even though, you know, the Royal Rumble was a huge moment. Um, Still kind of not sure what the collective thinks of Bobby Lashley. I'm a huge, obvious huge Bobby Lashley fan. Um, But I still think there was a little bit of shock and surprise when he retained at WrestleMania. Um, So seeing him in front of crowds as the the WWE champion, um, willing to see how that's going to, carry over um i think he might be a low-key baby face because if they keep doing this thing with him bringing out uh you know uh talent the women uh, <laughs> and the vip lounge every 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 episode of raw like it might be a much more i, I think it's because i just watched um the godfather on smoke broken skull sessions <laughs> on wwe network i'm like man like they keep doing this. Bobby's going to get like Godfather over and every city he walks into, <laughs> if he has women in his VIP section, it's, you know, he's, he's going to become a baby face eventually um, if he's not already. Um, so I'm really interested to see what they do. I'm really interested to see how they go uh, with, with this because it's going to tell a lot about what they think of both of these guys um, when they know they got tickets to sell and they're going to go head back on the road and see uh, how, the, you know, the most important part of the WWE experience is the fans. So Yeah, I, I, I like what you're saying. I mean, it is interesting. I mean, maybe if this is just a reset and, and and whether that's putting Drew back on top or putting Bobby, kind of solidifying Bobby in a, you know, crowd-friendly world, um, maybe they're just using Hell in a Cell. It's just like... Maybe that was the decision. Maybe the decision was let's get the cell because we're done, we're not going to do anything interesting with our storylines between now and live crowds. So we're just going to let the cell be the star, right? We're just going to like get people to excited over the you know the the, the style the, the stipulations and we worry about storytelling. We get back in front of the crowd. So it's not a really you know reaffirming decision, but I guess there could be some real logic there. Yeah, I mean, but we still don't even know who's going to be in the cell. We've talked about. 
Seth and yeah, Cesaro. Yeah, they, they just a announced the match, but they didn't. They, they haven't really announced any cell matches, though, right? I think mm-hmm. I'm 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 willing to assume Rhea and Charlotte might be in the cell, right, for the women's title. I think that yeah. might be a go. I yeah. see cell ready, uh, but I don't know. Who knows? But it's yeah. I mean, there's just not an obvious one, and you don't know if they're going to do a bunch of matches in the cell or one match in the cell, like whatever. Uh, we know that Big E and Alistair Black will not be fighting in the cell. What do you do with Big E right now? If you're if you're, I mean, do you just I do not like pivot, know, man. Pivot back into a feud with Sammy or something like that, or what? I mean, what, what do you what do you do? I'm confused. Uh, you know, uh, got him back in the Intercontinental Title picture. Um, I don't know if he kind of treads water with Apollo. It continues with that. I don't know if he stays in there, gets runs it back with that match. Do they start warming him up for a world for the Universal Title picture? Uh, I don't know. Man, what a week! Like <laughs> I thought, I, I thought I knew exactly where where WWE was going with the, after SmackDown and after uh, you know a couple of these pay per views, and now I, I I just have zero clue, no idea, new idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Cesaro and and Seth, you know, whenever whatever ends up going on there, both of those be kind of interesting partners for Big E. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him if they could figure out a way to have him in like a Jey Uso program for a few months. Maybe, maybe that's it. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that might be a, a good way to go. Um, I don't know if they're going to run it back with Cesaro. They're probably not. They, I don't think he was even anywhere near that that no. that that story. It's maybe more not. a Jay Jimmy Roman thing now. And uh, the only person with a real lineage to the Usos, um, you know, especially if they don't win the tag team titles. Uh, from the Mysterios next week is um, Big E, Big E, and and the New Day and the Usos probably the 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 best tag team rivalry of the generation. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I wouldn't be mad at, at Main Event J and Big E closing some shows for the next couple of months while they warm him up for a world title picture. But Big E's a star, man. You know, uh, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if if they kind of correct course and get him ready to to you know. Uh, work with work with the tribal chief. Um, so we'll see. I would we'll love see. to see. I would love to see Biggie and Seth. I figure. I think. I feel like they they have a little bit of a. I, th- I feel like their chemistry would be really good with the current with the, our current Seth Rollins incarnation and Biggie getting a little bit more serious. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot of ways they can go. It's just stunning that we have to have this conversation, right? Yeah, <laughs> Biggie's like- Biggie's next three months were just explained were, were presented to us on on Friday night and then now I mean then like you know nope. less than a week later it's totally <laughs> we're in total reset mode which sucks around, but it'll, it'll be fine oh I didn't even tell you when we we're talking about this stuff when I found out about all the, the the releases I was stunned right so like my my 12 year old is in is still in uh, remote learning he's going back to class on Monday though in person which is nice. gonna be awesome but nice freedom <laughs> He's over here at the dining room table. I, I don't know who you're talking about freedom about. It's one of, I mean, it, it works, it cuts every way, but the, uh, but so he's at the dining room table. I'm in the next room, just like, like on my laptop on the couch. And I'm just like, at the end, they just, WWE just fired Braun Strowman. And he was like, what are you talking? Like he's he, like, he, he doesn't follow like day to day, but like this is, he, he falls enough for to be shocked by this. Right. So he's on his laptop, uh, in the middle of class just starts Googling to find out what's going on. And I'm just like, he's like, why did they fire him? And I was like, I don't know, man. It doesn't make any sense. And it was just like, and he's just like, oh, dude, they fired him because he, ha- because he had like 
some sort of fight with somebody backstage. <laughs> and I was like, what? And I'm trying to Google to find this stuff. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. Apparently they rehired, they, 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 they reinstated him after that. And I was like, what are you looking at? Oh, and it man. turns out that somehow, I don't know if it's because he's on a school computer and they're like, there's certain search functions or they know, or they know he's a kid. I don't know how Google works, Yeah. but he's Googling Braun Strowman fired and he's only getting story, like kayfabe <laughs> news stories <laughs> from when Braun Strowman assaulted Adam Pierce and got kicked <laughs> off of raw. And he, and so we're sitting here trying to have this conversation for like 10 minutes. He's like, dude, he, he attacked one of the raw officials. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? I was go, I was losing mm. my mind. Kayfabe ain't dead, baby. I love it. <laughs> and he's like oh no this was this was 2000 this is like 2020 or 2019 or whatever it was now and he was like but wait, wait was that real <laughs> and i was just like no dude that happened on tv you watch that and he's like oh okay sorry um good so on who him knows? good who on knows? him but in kayfabe if, if you if you're a kayfabe only sort of person you know braun's been on thin ice since then i'm sure this, i mean he's he had to be on the verge of getting fired at that point and, and uh you know it shouldn't be I too shocking to see him shoot. go <laughs> <laughs> oh man is there anything else we got to talk about um no nah, I'm, I'm i'm super good we didn't give enough time to AEW. uh it just sort of like sped through it double or nothing though was like it was it was a great show it was a great show i missed dynamite last night because i was uh watching i was in the garden watching my next uh season end so i do apologize for the the lack of follow-up takes for aw dynamite but um the pay-per-view was amazing it was a great show. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really a fan of 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 the influencer young bucks <laughs> doing, you know, the 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 fake Virgil Abloh. Like, I like if there's anything that AEW talent is really good at is is turn turning lemons into lemonade. They got called out for wearing fake Dior's and fake sneakers. And now they just leaned all the way into, you know, they had a whole, their whole outfit was like a knockoff Virgil off-white <laughs> uh, costume, uh, which I thought was pretty funny and pretty clever. Uh, and uh, and on top of that, man, they're just, a, they're just a great, 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 great tag team as far as um, storytelling is concerned in the ring and pulling from stuff. The Young Bucks wrestle like, how my creator wrestlers wrestle on WWE 2K. <laughs> they just spam everyone else's moves. Yeah. They yeah. spam everyone else's taunts. It's all high flying, high impact offense all the time, as much as they can do it. And um, it's incredible how they've gotten over his heels with such fan friendly offense. It's like you watch them. It's like, these guys are awesome. Well, how am I supposed to boo them? It's like, oh, yeah, because they're jerks. <laughs> and that's, and that's, a, that's a credit to them, man. Not everybody can pull that off. First of all, sorry, I, I wasn't even paying attention when you said this. There, there, you didn't even miss Dynamite last night. It's on Friday again. Oh, oh, fantastic. Goddamn. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, NBA on TNT. My bad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Bucks are funny, man. There was some post on Reddit the other day, like asking just like, who was your least favorite wrestler? And there were a lot of people saying the Young Bucks. And I get it. But like, I th also think that the real pertinence there is that they is that people know that they're divisive people know that some people don't like him even if it's like the jim rosses of the world well pre-aew but you know the kind of the, the old dudes of the world um people understand that divisiveness and i think that's what allows him to get over his heels because he, and even if you're a huge fan listen if you're a diehard young bucks fan 
you 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 understand the concept of like booing out of respect too, mm-hmm. right? It's like mm-hmm. we understand, like I love you so much, I'm going to let you be a heel right now. Yeah, and I'm gonna, you and I'm be gonna part make, of the show eventually. Yeah. You can't just be like, oh, I'm gonna be counselor culture and boo and and cheer the bad guys. It's like, no, man, they're working really hard to get booed, so just boo. Them. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. Just, just it to it. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, psh, I, I love the Bucks, man. Love the Bucks. I mean, and it, 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 it's not. I don't know. I'm not even going to get into the whole Bucks conversation right now. Um, let's get out of here. Is there anything else that we need to talk about? Do we? I mean, we. This is. There's one thing we need to talk about, which is WWE laying off some of its biggest stars, which is freaking shocking. Still it's shocking. Just, it's still shocking. I think you know what it is. At, at the end of the day, it's that even if you were mad that they were signing up all these people, they didn't have really anywhere to use them and whatever else. There's always. I mean, it's all. There's. It's an element of like large-scale fantasy booking, right? All these people could run in at any point. Um, anything can happen in WWE, even though they've, you know, anything has not been happening for the longest time. There's very few, like, shocks of that level, but I don't know. It's just, it's like, I, I wish Buddy Murphy had been given another spot. I complain about it all the time. Every time every time I see him or don't see him, I'm just like, this is nuts, man. He could be a top-flight guy for you. But I always thought like the, him sticking around is maybe it's counterintuitive. It was like a good thing, you know. Like they they would they had a plan for him down the road, or he could always I could always imagine him, and that's what it is. It's a fantasy thing. I could always fantasize about him just like running in with a steel chair and hitting Roman Reigns and being in the main event at WrestleMania because he's there, you know. And it sucks to see that sort of gone. But whatever, it's fine. Don't he's gonna have Buddy Murphy is gonna be a super duper star, whatever he does next. Um. And I think that's true for a lot of the people that were released this week, for all of them, maybe. Um, dude, if Ruby Riot popped up on AEW in next week or in 90 days, to whatever the case may be, uh, Heidi Lovelace is going to, uh, would be one of the, she'd probably be one of the best, I'm looking right now, would she be the best worker in the division? Probably top two or three. I mean, she's, there's, there's so much fun that could happen with these releases. So let's zoom out. It sucks for them as human beings. This uncertainty always is painful, but. Maybe it's going to be really cool for professional wrestling. You know, I guess all that remains to be seen. Anyway, you want to get some plugs in, man? Yeah, man. Check out Say Less every Monday. Me, Loki, Rosie. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. Had great episodes with uh, Eve from Dreamville, Marvin Bagley III. Got some great guests popping up. We celebrated our 100th episode this past week, so I'm really proud of that. Apologies, as always, to John Moxley. We'll see you back here next week, Humanoids. Tony Schiavone here on the Masked Man Show. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Masked Man Show. 